Alright, cool. Stretch out. Get ready, sir. I'm just washed. I gotta get the get the, get the stretching in. I feel you. Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of A Little Bit of Bad Advice. I'm here with my wonderful friend, of course, Charles. How you doing, sir? Doing good, bro. How are you doing? Doing good, brother. Always always a wonderful day. We're, uh, of course, not going to waste too much time. We're going to get right into things. Uh, we are going to let you know that this is a special episode as we're going to have two episodes in a week. So uh, you can look forward to another episode also coming out on Friday. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to start off with Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen. Uh, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of young quarterbacks in the league now. Um, Sam Darnold, you know, a lot of different ones, uh, including the ones that I just mentioned. But these two are obviously, uh, I guess, more of a hot topic because they're taking over for, you know, pretty much... I mean, I don't know if you would say Cam Newton's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him because he's done a lot with nothing. But, uh, you know, pretty much, I guess you could say two, uh, two Pro Bowl quarterbacks. So, you know, obviously they got a uh, big shoes to fill. Um, Mason Rudolph obviously uh, has a long way to go and just the whole team in general. But the question here is, how do you, uh, how do you feel about? essentially the changing of the guard all over the league and you know in particular our teams are uh, the Steelers and the Giants so we get to see uh, two two young QBs blossoming in front of our eyes so you know I guess I guess we can start off with just you know what you see in Daniel Jones and what uh, you like about him and then we'll kind of touch on the other two I mean with Daniel Jones he just like, I love Eli, but he just adds a whole nother dimension to our offense that we've lacked for the past 10 years. Yeah, he's a good. Which, he's a good runner. As long as he doesn't fumble the ball, he's a good runner. Um, obviously, you saw that in week three when he rushed for two touchdowns and threw for two touchdowns, but he can definitely do, do both. Uh, he has a good arm, and at least so far, he's played smart, football um he threw two picks last week but luckily the, the redskins defense is below par so we are still able to walk out with a win he's 2-0 as a starting quarterback um thrown for a total of about 570 something yards three passing touchdowns two rushing touchdowns so can't really complain too much about how, about that. Definitely seems to have provided a boost to the offense and the defense just by having him out there and rushing and just a, just a different look for our team, which I think we needed it, needed at this point. Do you think you guys will make the playoffs this year? Uh, I'll answer that after week six against the Patriots and see how that, that game goes. Uh, that'll, I mean, Tampa Bay shouldn't have been a test, really. Uh, that was also his first game, and he definitely showed up. 
Um, I want to see how he does against the top five defense. It's understandable. They they did almost lose to the Bills though. They probably would have lost yeah. that game. They they probably would have lost, lost that, that game, game too. Yeah, they should. If, have lost if that they'd game. had a better quarterback, they probably they probably would have lost that game. Yeah, I mean Josh Allen got knocked out too. So even well, their their offense is trash compared to compared to the Giants' offense. I mean, you guys are you guys are getting Golden Tate back this week, and then yeah. your best player is coming back in a few weeks, and you pretty much won two zero. So and I, you know, Tampa Bay just beat the Rams, so obviously they're not they're not trash. Yeah, I mean, they did put up fifty five against that Rams defense, so I mean, it's definitely not bad. But I mean, I would love to beat the Patriots. Well, at least your team's improving compared to, you know, mine, which yeah, is like... What is going on with yours and Mason? Well, I mean, this is pretty much Mason's rookie season. So, you know, I I don't... I think it's kind of hard as a as a player, especially a quarterback, because of the what the position needs you to do. And also, when you haven't necessarily taken all the reps with the first team or, you know, practiced as you're going to be the, you know, the first team QB. I think it's, there's a lot to ask when you're thrown in the middle of it and everybody kind of forgets like big Ben, like, yeah, he got thrown in the middle of it, but the Steelers defense at the time that big Ben was thrown into being like the quarterback was so nasty that, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have to do much as you saw, like he won the Super Bowl the next year. And it's not like he's he's necessarily played particularly well in the Super Bowl. It's just he's managed the game well. But I mean, he's turned the ball over in each of the Super Bowls. So, I mean, now you kind of look at the last few years compared to your team. Um, you know, we haven't drafted as high or drafted as well. I mean, we've got we've gotten a few like good players, like you know, T.J. Watt. And uh, Juju Juju was a good pick in the second round. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, in terms of superstar players, I mean, we don't really we don't really have the same roster that we did the last few years. And even then, our, our defense was lacking. So now it's kind of like our defense is a little better, but our offense is a lot worse. So I mean, yeah, losing AB and. Le'Veon Bell and Ben together. That was like the trio. Then you sprinkled in Juju in there. That was that was well, mo- an incredible offense. Well, most people don't remember too. Like we had a uh, Martavis Bryant, um, mm-hmm. and and then we also had like our line. Our line also was really good, and we've lost a few offensive linemen in different teams. Like one of our linemen went to the Browns. Um, oh yeah, I forget. I know. I know we traded one to Arizona. But he he's hurt anyway, so it, it wasn't really like a massive difference. But he was good. So and then we also lost our offensive line coach this year, and he went to the Broncos. So, uh, you know, it's rough, man. And even even Kyle Allen, since you know we were talking about him, like you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, talk, just a kind of about, you know, oh, should Cam, you know, should he take Cam's job? And it's kind of like I was saying earlier. Cam, I think it's a lot of flat for pretty much not having a good offensive line, not having anything to really work with offensively over the last few years. I mean, they've drafted pretty much the same guy every time when they draft a receiver. 
And to me, I mean, you can say like, oh, he's in the first round, but that that honestly doesn't mean squat to me. I mean, you draft somebody in the first round, I mean, that's great. But how many first round picks haven't produced? Exactly. There's plenty. Like, it's plenty of first round picks that haven't produced. And I think a lot of people are are excited about Kyle Allen because, for one, he's a good QB. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. But I mean, he wasn't drafted, you know, first or second round. You know, it was one of those things like they needed a, a, a decent backup. They drafted him. Now he's in because Cam's hurt and he's playing well. But, I mean, that's like saying, well, Bridgewater isn't doing well, so that's not really a good comparison. He's winning, but, though. Yeah, but he is. But, again, he has a great coach. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of people, again, don't look at Sean Payton and look at all, all the stuff that he's done because if you also look at it, though, Drew Brees – like literally throws for like three, four hundred yards with the same offense that Bridge, like Bridgewater can can barely move down the field. So it's just yeah. little, like little little things like that are are how you look at, you know, like man, what does a what does a QB do for our team? And even like you said, Daniel Jones, like Daniel Jones is was put almost into the same offense that Eli's had for years. You guys do have a better line, but I mean. Sterling Shepard's been there. Evan Ingram's been there. And even, like, Saquon Barkley's not there now. And you guys are still winning games. Like, Daniel Jones literally brought you guys back from a game that you, you were losing and, and won it. So, I mean, that, to me, to me, looking at Mason Rudolph, like, uh, Mason Rudolph was a guy that we drafted because Ben was throwing a tantrum and was saying he was going to retire. So we drafted him. Um, and our GM says that, uh, I think I was telling you, oh, he, he had a first-round grade on him, and apparently uh, other teams did as well. So I think that he's played well in terms of, I guess sometimes you look, you look and see if a guy can make all the throws and do the necessary things, and, and he can. Now, and he's improved a lot since – year one so the thing now is how is the rest of the season going to go and also what happens once ben comes back because ben is going to come back so that's going back next year for sure yeah so i mean that's that's really that's really what you're looking at which is he needs to play well enough to justify being a backup one day a starter and i think that's really what people are looking for Cause Do you think right now, that if Ben comes back next, if Mason Rudolph keeps playing, starts playing well, well enough like to win games and have a good stats, do you think uh, they would ever play him over Ben next year? I don't think so. I um, I just think that would be hard to do. So regardless how he does for like the rest of the year, you think Ben's going to be your starter, hundred percent. Uh, next year when he comes back at if if this is the last year coming back I don't know but you think regardless how Mason does he'll be he'll be the backup next year so the only reason that I feel confident in saying unless Ben retires he'll start is strictly because you know my dad I've talked to my dad about it and obviously he's been watching the Steelers a lot longer so he just kind of feels it's also it also has to do with just the way the Steelers do things and Ben's Ben signed a contract with us for an exer- for a certain amount of time, so f- 
for him to not start, even if Mason Rudolph does really good, which realistically, I don't, I don't see Mason Rudolph doing well enough to start over Ben. So unless we literally just win all the rest of the games, I don't even think that would be a discussion. But I also think just again because of the way Pittsburgh does things, they would uh, they would give Ben a chance to come back and at least be terrible before they they bench him for Mason Rudolph. So that's that's the only reason I think he would definitely come back and start no matter what because of just Pittsburgh. That's I just don't see them doing anything, you know, like that outside of the norm because of that's you know that's just how they are. Even most people I think would say, and you would definitely agree, like. Eli probably should have been gone a while ago. But, you know, they kept him around because he's done a lot for the organization. And most people, including myself, didn't necessarily think it was Eli's problem that the team was doing so bad. So, but now they drafted a quarterback that reminds them a lot of Eli, had the same mentor as Eli. So now you got this situation. Yeah, and he he goes, I mean, Eli's also probably trained him a lot too. Like even at the Manning camp, that oh, he goes sure. to. So, so I mean, you know how it is, man. Uh, you know, young young quarterbacks definitely have to develop in the league. Uh, you know, I regardless of how well they do, unless they're truly in a position uh, like Daniel Jones to where you're taking over the team now, like it, it's it's your team. You know, Kyle Allen. I'm pretty sure Cam will be back unless Kyle Allen literally just wins the rest of their games. I mean, I, I could see them trading Cam uh, possibly in that scenario. I still think that would be incredibly stupid because I, I don't, unless Cam just doesn't want to play anymore again, he's 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 more of a Big Ben than a Lamar Jackson. So At uh, this point in his career, absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, but a lot of the other guys, you know, Kyler Murray, um, is it Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, you know, they, they just got to go, go through it, man. And especially Josh Allen, you know, I don't expect Tom Brady to be playing two, three years from now. So they, they're building a good team right now that potentially could like be leading that division in a few years. So the bills were good. Their bills were decent when I was growing up. So they, They've just been trash most of my lifetime, but uh, <laughs> they were decent had, back in the day. And yeah, as exactly. Of the 2000 on, they've been the pseudo. Pretty much, bro. But obviously, we'll see. We'll see how everything else plays out. Uh, obviously, because how we're filming today, it's a little late to do our episode how we typically do it, but. Is there any uh anybody that you think you are gonna add or drop after this fantasy week? Seeing you know this is pretty much the the night before the next one starts. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to add Wayne Galman, uh, at least when Saquon's out. Um, Sterling Shepard uh, was not sold on him. I was sold on him at the beginning of the year, and then I saw how little like Eli was using him. So then I dropped him. Then Daniel Jones came along, and I was like, "Okay, like let me let me keep an eye out for him because he was on waivers in some of my leagues. It was one league that I had him in, 
And so I basically just picked him back up. He had a good game. So I'm curious to see how it's going to go when when uh, Golden Tate comes back. And, I mean, Golden Tate's another one that I'm going to add. Um, just because Daniel Jones, is, he opens everything up for us. Um, Eli wasn't really effective in the past game, and now the wide receivers are going to be effective, especially when Saquon comes back. But I did add Daniel Jones in one of my leagues. I got crushed in it, but he did well. <laughs> that might be the league I was actually playing you in. Might have been. I have Wayne Gallman in that league, too. And I added, actually, Jacoby Brissett, too. Um, he had a good game this past week. Got 20, 20-something points in ESPN standard PPR. So It's pretty good, especially without, uh, without TY. Yeah, and... People that are on my crap list right now is uh, DeAndre Hopkins is riding the top of that right now. Yeah, they have, uh, they have, have a rough issues. roster right now. They definitely have some issues. But, I mean, I know it's not his fault, but it's not helping. I was going to bench him this week for Terry McLaurin, but he didn't end up playing this week. So... Of course, had to had to keep DeAndre in. Yeah, I mean, as you know too, you probably you have you have Terry McLaurin on your team too. So, yes, I I have him in a few leagues, and I was gonna play him, and of course I had to uh, not play him, and then I played McCall Hardman because Le'Veon's on a bye week in one of my leagues, and uh, that that turned out terribly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep riding um, the wave of Austin Eckler as long as I can. He's putting up massive points all year. I can't... Uh, I mean, he'll probably drop in some points, but I... You know, he's really like a, a, of a Kamara. Like a... Sorry. Gordon was like Ingram, and Eckler was like Kamara. So I can't... I can't mm-hmm. see him being... Especially because he's been playing very well. I can't see them not using him in, in an effective way. They might not use him as frequently... But, I mean, he's been playing well. And, I mean, I don't know who the Chargers have played, but I also know they played Miami this past week. So, <laughs> yeah. I think their schedule has been a little easier, if I'm not mistaken, than it traditionally is right now. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I mean, see I'll how things go. Yeah, I'll definitely keep him in in PPR leagues, at least for the next week or two, and see how it goes. But I'm just going to be unsure about it in non-PPR leagues. Now, I'm just going to be wary of it. I might let it ride for one week and see what happens, um, see how much they use him, how much they use Melvin Gordon. So I'm sure Melvin Gordon's not, not going to be at 100% coming out the gate this week. I think they've actually already said he's going to be on limited amount of snaps. So Eckler will still have some, definitely still have some value here in this upcoming week here soon. But also uh, Leonard Fournette, talk about him for a minute. Dude doesn't do much week one, two, and three. Put him on the bench week four. Goes for 225 yards. Funny enough, I want to say he had an 80-yard rush last week too. Yeah, and that's the only thing that gave him eight points in fantasy was that 80-yard rush. I think he had nine yards up until that point when he had that 80-yard rush at the end of the game or 60-yard rush at the end of the game. Is this the, is this the league I'm playing with you in? No, that league, um, that league must be a like, standard league. 
Yeah, it's a standard league. He had like okay. 225 rush yards and like 20 receiving yards and ended up getting like 36 points. But it was it's a standard like non PPR league. Um, I can't I can't play those anymore, bro. Dude, they're just not as fun. I feel like non PPR leagues. There's so many like we're like we were talking about a week in episode one. Like there's so many benefits and so many people you can use that you wouldn't normally use and so many people that just have breakout games sheerly on the amount of receptions they make. Well, I think it's also cool that uh like the one league I'm telling you that I'm in, this is my first year being in it, that there's no defense. Like the the term there's no team defense. Like there's only like individual defensive players. So that that was interesting for me because Do you like that? I I love football, man. So it's really one of those things that for other people, that probably sucks because they're not trying to know all the defense. But that's actually probably one of, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. So I've always grown up, like I never grew up with a great offense like Antonio Brown. And like, that's all been the, like the last five years. You know, I've been watching, I've been watching the Steelers since about 96, 97. So even when I was that, that young, our defense, you know, we, we had ballers on our defense. So, I mean, oh yeah, it, it was one of those things that I've always loved good defensive play. And it's a lot harder now. And, you know, the NFL is becoming a lot more like college in that regard and just having high scores. But still see some really good defensive plays. So, I think it adds an interesting aspect as well because the way that the scoring is made, the the tackles matter more. So you get higher points for tackles and sacks and all that other kinds of stuff. So to me, it, it adds an element to where your defensive players can win you the game just as much as your offensive players can. Well, like what I'm probably, positions do you have on it? So so I am, if I'm not mistaken, in my league, there's one defensive lineman, two DBs, and two linebackers. Oh, that's awesome. That's how one of my Yahoo leagues is. We have you know, regular regular offensive positions, one team defense, one kicker. Then we have two defensive backs, two D players. So it's the, either a defense, like a, a linebacker, defensive lineman, or a safety, or a cornerback, or whatever. And then we have two defensive lineman slots, which I'm going to get rid of next year. But that it's so fun to have it like that, too. I like it like that, man. It then uh, increases your knowledge and... Just makes it makes it a little bit more interesting, in my opinion. It, make, it makes drafting more interesting too. Absolutely. Um, but as far as I guess to give my ads and drops, you named a few of the guys that uh, I I think people should go and get. Uh, and it's rough. It's it's slim pickings right right now, man. You know I I love working the waiver wire, so you know I've been uh. I've been kind of scavenging. I would say, uh, Mont, you know, Valdez Scantlin. I don't know his first name. Um, For Green Bay? Yeah, I want to say it's, it might be Montez. Montez Valdez. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's the he's essentially operating as their number, their wide receiver, too, right now. So, he kind of didn't have that great of a game last week. But the week before that, he played really well. So, you know, I got like 20 points out of him. Damn. Um. Well, he caught a touchdown, 
but he's he's seen like six to seven targets every game. So uh I guess you could still say I would drop Hardman or maybe keep him on your bench. Uh well I guess all the Chiefs receivers had a bad outing last week, but Tyreek Hill should be back pretty soon. So I would kind of be careful of that receiving core. Uh if you're gonna if you're looking for people who are reliable. Um I would potentially pick up Mason Rudolph if you're looking for a quarterback. Um, I know that's actually an area of concern for a few people. Um, Dude, Jalen, damn tight end. Yeah. T- well, if you still have Will Deasley available in your leagues for the Seahawks, I would pick him up. He's been on 70%. He's ran 70% routes for uh, snaps when he's on the field with uh, Russell Wilson. So that essentially correlates to saying he's, he's generally always an option for targets uh, when they, when they do run passing plays. So that's actually pretty good considering Russell Wilson generally does utilize his tight ends and they just traded one of their tight ends to the Steelers last week. So I think he's like essentially the main tight end that's operating uh, in that offense. Uh yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would avoid Steelers tight ends. That that's really like I would just monitor the tight end position. That's a that's one of those. If you didn't get, I I usually try. I think I got Zach Ertz in most of my leagues. Um, I I tried to go after tight end early because if you didn't get Ertz or Kelsey or uh, Evan Ingram, then you're yeah. you're pretty much kind of kind of fighting for it right now, but. Luckily, tight ends don't usually contribute that much. So, oh. I mean, if you can get a good one, though, that's um. Again, I, I can't. I can't remember his. I want to say it might be Darren, Darren Waller, for Oakland. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's also gotten like six or seven targets a game. I think he might have got like ten or eleven last game as a tight end for Oakland. Yeah. That's so, so slim, dude. It's like the I don't even know. I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's probably the slimmest position in football. Oh, 100%. Well, there I don't know if there just hasn't been any good ones or I don't I don't essentially know what the what the issue has been, but I'm sure I'm sure one of these years you'll see uh there would be like a run on tight ends. I know other outside of Hawkinson, I don't I don't think well, I think Hawkinson was the only one drafted in the first round. And then uh they drafted I wanna say Irv Smith from Alabama in the second round. And I think that was those were like the only two tight ends taken before, in the first two rounds. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Is there anything Def- else fantasy wise that, that that people should be aware of? Uh if Golden Tate is available in your leagues, I would pick him up. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be a good deep threat. Like, I just don't see how the Giants' offense is not going to be good once he comes back and Saquon comes back. Oh, no, sir. They'll figure it out for sure. I, I definitely uh, I definitely think they'll figure it out. Yeah. But, but so I guess we'll move into our, I guess we could almost say our video game of the day topic. Uh, we're discussing the new Call of Duty. So obviously, me and you have not played Call of Duty for quite some time. 
we used to play World at War a lot, and obviously original Modern Warfare. Uh, we used to play that quite a bit on 360. It's pretty um, much after Black Ops 2 with the zombies that we stopped playing it. It just got crazy that. with that advanced warfare crap that came out where you're like having a jetpack and you're just flying everywhere. Like, what in the hell? That's not damn Call of Duty. I don't even I don't even think I played uh, Black Ops with you. I think you played that more with Sean. Oh, really? Is that when you stopped after World? As was that after World at War? Yeah. Well, playing online, oh, the wow. last the last actual Call of Duty I played was the one they had with Kevin Spacey, where you were like, it was kind of futuristic. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I like I just I like Kevin Spacey. You know, obviously it's uh disappointing to find out some of the stuff he was doing behind the scenes, but yeah, still a great was... still still a great actor. So. uh the game, I enjoyed the game, but uh, but yeah, you know, me and you generally play a lot more Battlefield, um, which oh, is yes. which which is obviously a completely different game than Call of Duty has been, and I guess you could say is fundamentally. Um, oh, every, but, I feel like everything about it's different, except that there's guns. Yeah, that I would agree, brother. So but obviously, carry Sean either way, you know, with whatever game you play. I usually am just trying not to hop in vehicles with Sean so that uh, we don't die terribly before we get to yeah, whatever we're trying to do. It's incredible. It's like he does it on purpose. Just fly right into that building or right into that bird and then just go down. <laughs> in a blaze of glory. I know. And somehow he ejects himself before he crashes us and then yells at us for our KD. It's a shame, sir. I know. But... So obviously we've seen, as you know, as you brought up, even Battlefield brought in uh, the battle royale aspect. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I've heard about modern warfare, which is weird because there's already a modern warfare. But besides that point, uh, modern warfare, two K nineteen. I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard. Uh, they're going back to modern warfare, I guess, like, you know, just the roots of what Call of Duty was, you know, not so much of, no, obviously I'm Call of Duty generally does have interesting technology, no matter the era that they, you know, portray the game in, but, uh, they, what, from what I heard, it's a lot more grounded of an experience in the sense of, uh, you know, you got to take your time like you used to. Um, you can't necessarily run as much or do you can't play as much of the same play styles as we've seen in the last few years that kind of drove us away from the game. So that's awesome. Yeah, I've heard I've seen a lot of good things, man. Um, obviously, you know, as we were talking about before we started the podcast, they're not going to uh, have a season pass. So they're trying to give more content away to the customer, which is always a good thing. Um, I haven't seen any plans for a battle royale. Uh, obviously, the story is around you know Captain Price, who's a, a boss. Played with him many, uh, many, many different Call of Duties. Which, if I'm not mistaken, he's actually the character that's they bring over from every Call of Duty, like in every era. Okay. Um, I could be mistaken about that, but he's usually like the. The running character in all the Call of Duties, he usually shows up in like 
some way, shape, shape or form, like his relative or, or something like that. The Marcus be... Phoenix of Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. But I don't know, man. Are you gonna be? Uh, are you gonna take a look at it since you know there's not a new Battlefield coming out this year? Or... Um, Call of Duty for me will be. I'm gonna watch it online first and see what it is it's very strange to me that it has the same name as modern warfare but they're not calling it a remake of modern warfare but i mean you know to each their own i guess but i mean i'll consider it being that there's not a new call of duty or i'm not a new battlefield but i'm not going to rush into it because i have gears and borderlands i'm actually kind of interested in so i mean it's i'm not in a huge rush to get call of duty but I'm definitely going to take a look at it and consider it, especially with all the good things that we've heard. So what about you? Are you going to get it? Do you want that? Are you going to hold out to a battlefield? I'm probably going to wait until that holiday time that's coming up. Um, yeah, that Black Friday deal. Yes, sir. Well, and then the other thing is, too, you know, I'm I'm playing a few games right now, uh, as you mentioned, Gears, and there's a few RPGs that I want to play. I want to finish Final Fantasy 15, and uh, I'm going to start this game called Persona, which we'll probably talk about a little bit since they're actually releasing. Uh, I don't I don't want to call it like a remaster of that one. It's almost like a brand new game that they added some new stuff and changed some stuff around, but it's the same game. Um but we'll talk a little bit about that. But that's a JRPG. So that's a, a Japanese RPG, which generally Japanese RPGs are the art style is a certain way. Um, the games are a lot more. They're weird, man. It's like anime. Like the, they seem like the game is childish, but the themes of the game are very adult, like very graphic and serious. Like when you actually look at it. But like I said, we'll we'll kind of talk. A little bit about that um on one of the upcoming episodes but i don't know man you know that's i'm definitely interested in seeing how the new this call of duty is going to be specifically because there isn't a new battlefield coming out um i know there will be a point where you know i just need a new game to play that's not you know exploration um i'm gonna get no man's sky at some point soon so i you know i really do want to play that and i've pretty much been following that game for two three years now um been following it since before it was announced pretty much and through the failures at launch through them redoing the, almost the entire game continuing to patch it up patch it up um mm -hmm. and now it's and now it's really at a point to where you know it really looks like an awesome game so you know kind of want to check it out and kind of see where that goes but yep. so that I guess that brings up a good point though Battlefield isn't releasing a new game because of they're kind of doing uh like I guess you could say like an episodic kind of thing to where almost like Destiny every every few months they're releasing new chapters of the game yeah. so that has like new maps and you know all new kind of weapons and themes yada 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 you know which you're gonna spiel. have to pay for yeah oh of course you always you always gotta pay for more <laughs> yay man so do you like that though man like would you rather them just release a new game entirely or how like how would you how do you feel about that 
Um, when when did the last Battlefield come out? Do you remember? Is it Battlefield? Was it five? If I'm not mistaken, it came out last year, like around the around the same time. If, you if know, I'm not I'm, mistaken. Honestly, man, I'm fine with them taking their time. Um, one thing that I really like about Battlefield is that it's not Call of Duty. I like how Battlefield takes their time, puts out sick maps, weapons, all that stuff. And I don't feel like I'm getting the same game every year, which is what I feel like with Call of Duty a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, people might blast a little bit for, for that. But I I really do think a lot of the time Call of Duty is the same thing over and over. And Battlefield, I've never felt that way before. So I'm absolutely fine with them taking their time to make a new game. I hope it's not on the Grand Theft Auto level of releasing games every like 45 years, but I do hope like I do hope they release another one within the next maybe year or two, but I'm absolutely fine with them taking this year off as long as they're like, you know, thinking of development for a new game or what path to take whether they keep going like the World of War or World War route or whether they go futuristic again like with red dots and yeah new age weapons and stuff like that you know i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't be surprised if the next battlefield comes back to uh modern times i mean they've they've done four four and five you know essentially in the same era so yeah i think i think a lot of people including including myself are ready you know ready for another uh operation metro <laughs> the goat map, the yeah. gridlock of battlefield. Of battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But I mean, I, what do you dude, think? I I agree with you, man. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Is I I don't think I honestly could say anything more because I for me, I, out of all the games I've seen rushed out, if they're taking their time to, even if they stay, you know, if they want to do, you know, Vietnam or whatever. Um, if they're if they're taking the time, they're sorry. If they're taking their time to make a good game and make something that people are gonna enjoy, then uh, I can't I can't be mad at that. Um, and exactly what you said. I mean, to me, Call of Duty has felt like either the same game or just hot garbage. Like when I'm playing it, so that's another reason I'm excited for uh, the new one. But I am waiting, you know, just like I'm probably going to wait for Ghost Recon um, to go on. Yeah, 100%. But I I just know games like that always have, you know, something wrong with it when it first comes out. So if it doesn't, great. If it does, then I knew it. And, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I didn't spend money to be pissed off. And so especially when I have other games that I, I could be playing. So, so, I mean, you know, as I stated, like pretty much at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, this is the the first of two that we're going to have this week. So um, obviously you can be looking forward to another one in a few days. I'm not sure if we're, me and uh, Chuck are getting the new iPhone. We've uh, we've talked about it. Um, I don't know if have you changed your mind or are you getting it soon or? Um, I don't know. I'm back and I'm back and forth about it. 
I I want a new phone and I want a new watch. I just got to prioritize which one I want to get first. Um, it's like, do I really want a phone payment or, you know, for something that's literally just pretty much just making a little bit faster and changing the picture or the, not the picture, but the camera. Like I just got, I mean, I understand why you would want to switch because it's, you're going from Samsung to Apple. It's, you know, pretty different, but I mean, I have an iPhone X that's not that outdated, you know? My girlfriend has. Oh, she has the X too? Yeah, man. But it's like I was telling her that that phone's rare because they stopped making it. So, like, I think yeah. she said, I think she said hers goes for like eight, nine hundred dollars on eBay. So, really? Mm hmm. Well, interesting. I might, might go check that out and but, get myself uh, a new watch and phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, it's definitely not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, so uh, the reason I said that was just because me and him, uh, if we one of us does get it, you know, before our next episode, we'll definitely uh, talk about it. But for sure, which way are you leaning? You know, dude, literally the same argument, man. It's really, oh, okay. it's really <laughs> just like, do I want to pay? Do I want to pay the extra money? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be if the next iPhone is super different and I don't get this one, I'm going to be happy that I didn't get it. If I get it, if I get it and the new iPhone is different, you know, I'm going to be pissed. But if I get it and the new iPhone's not that much different, then I'm going to be like, oh, man, you know. Oh, <laughs> from, what I, from what I hear, it's supposed to be, like, very different. Really? The next one's supposed to be very different from the 11? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you know Apple, they can change their change their mind but we'll see we'll see what happens we'll uh if one of us gets it we'll do a do a quick review on it in the next one or next week or whenever it happens so they might introduce two new sizes and with the iphone 12 5.4 6.7 could have could look like the iphone 4 like super um, small well i guess just the design the, oh, the okay. screen would be bigger. Yeah. Um. It says the the six point seven with no notch, and it says it might have five G connectivity as well. I've also heard it's supposed to have USB C. Hmm. I'm getting rid of the lightning cord. That's cool. Lightning cord charger. So I'm assuming that's what that means, then, right? That'd be like a a normal USB. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That'd be that's interesting. I'd be bad for Apple because everyone has to buy a specific kind of charger, but for everyone else, that would be very beneficial because I'm sure everyone has random USBs just chilling around that they could use or mod to use. It says, it says they also could bring back Touch ID. Oh, really? See, I don't like... I, I'd much rather have the Face ID. I'm, well, sure says, I'm sure they'll have both, but... It says the Touch ID would be able to recognize anywhere on the display. Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. And also have a one one twenty hertz refresh rate. What does this one have now? Sixty. Most uh, devices have sixty. Does the iPhone eleven have a sixty? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, it says you, they're considering making it switchable. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I get that'd be that's nice if you're like playing a game, so the screen will essentially then 
not have a lag or like a delay at times. Absolutely. That's pretty much all that means. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm strongly considering it. There's a very high possibility that I might end up getting it within the next few days. So you got to get that full screen, bro. Oh, oh, you already know, bro. I'm probably, I'll probably get the, I'll probably get the pro, the pro max. So, or the pro. So yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're going to get the new one, you might as well get the pro. Yeah. So if I get it, we'll talk three extra dollars a month or something. So, oh, dude, it's not even that much. Like most, most of the ones are, we're talking like a dollar or a cent. Oh so, yeah, I mean the pros definitely worth it at that point. I absolutely, but um, if I get it, then we'll talk. We'll talk about it. So yes, sir. But uh, we're gonna end it there. It was um obviously wonderful, wonderful to talk to you, my friend Chuck, and to have you all back. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to hearing you on Thursday. Charles, is there uh, anything you would like to say to the kind people? I uh, just appreciate you guys listening. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, go ahead and write it on down in the email. Uh, that'll be posted in the, uh, in the notes here um, after the show. That's about all I got. All right, everybody. We're signing off. Everybody have a good night. And uh, here we go, Steelers, for tonight. <laughs> Steelers versus, what, Bengals? Yeah, man, if we, if we lose to them, it's... I'm gonna be depressed. You gotta beat those cats, man.